Hey everybody, this is Brother Frank, and thank you for joining in with another episode of The Remnant Call. Listen, last week I know um, was a Rumble exclusive program, Um, so if you didn't get a chance to get over there, the link is in one of the comments. Um, I try to put it in the in the link on the show notes and it just seems to me like hits go way down yeah, I you know I I don't want to get all into that but the truth is the program was way way too controversial to be on this current platform you listen to me tonight on so we had to stick it over there and just a reminder please listen very carefully if you haven't been over and found us on rumble please do go over there search go up to the top change it from videos to channel i believe and then search for remnant call radio you'll find us there and remember if you ever come back to youtube and you can't find us one day we are at remnant call radio um, uh, over there at Rumble. Also, I have a website, Remnant Call Radio. I try to post archives up there, predominantly from Blog Talk Radio, because we also post on Blog Talk Radio. That goes out through uh, podcasts and you know iTunes, iHeartRadio, all these different platforms, because we have a listenership outside of YouTube. Um, that listens on these different platforms. So, uh, you know, we'll still have that going in case they take us down off everything. We'll try to keep it all going as long as humanly possible. But I want you to remember that because the voices are being silenced because people don't love the truth anymore. And folks, that is an, a very important thing. And tonight is a very, um, for a lack of better words in this woke society, this is a very relevant program. Father, in the name above every name, Yeshua, we thank you for all the blessings that you give and ask that tonight's program, Lord, would be according to your will for your edification, Father, and that you would lift yourself up, Lord, and that we would glorify you through all things. Is my prayer in Yeshua's name. Amen. Well, folks, I want to talk to you because... The whole thing, I, I was, let me, let me, um, yeah, I'm a, I'm, let me tell you a few things about me. What do I like to study in the Bible besides things in the Bible topics? Well, I, I love, um, second temple studies. I love the intertestamental studies between the old and new Testament. Uh, I love studying things, even Dead Sea Scrolls besides just the Bible. I have a lot of different things. I always have something churning up here in my brain, um, in, in thinking about the word of God. And I've been on a quest for several years, trying to understand the Bible from the ancient mindset. Uh, what, how did people understand the Bible back thousands of years ago? Um, you know, I'm also a fan, just a non-disclosure. I love the Naked Bible podcast, Dr. Michael Heiser. I may not agree with everything, you know, and, and who does agree with everything, but I enjoy his uh, stuff there. And I listen to different uh, scholarly stuff and I enjoy reading. The reason I bring this up is because when I became a believer, I was raised a certain way. I was told certain things growing up. 
Um, I, I went to church at times. I, I, I uh, knew about the, you know, I was came from, you know, I had some very strict family members and, and they were, they kept the letter of the law. Let me tell you right now, they were very, very strict. I can remember how much I used to hate, you know, I, I am a Sabbath keeper. Um, I'm like, I don't try to hide that. I don't hate people that go to church on Sunday. I'm not like, that's not me. I, I don't, I don't feel that way. I'm just going to tell you who I am, but I used to hate the rigidness because all I knew were the truths of the word of God. I had no idea who the truth was growing up. Okay. I knew the principles, but I didn't know the principle. And so I was taught a lot of things. And when I became a believer and actually surrendered my life and meeting Jesus in 1999, strung out on crystal meth, leaving my house one morning, just complete mess, getting born again outside of a denomination church. I had no idea even what salvation was. I didn't even know how to be saved. Um, but I met Jesus while driving down the road. He saved my life, saved my family one day, and I had a supernatural experience. So for me, if you try to tell me about evolution or some stupid stuff like that, or Jesus didn't exist, uh, that's just nonsense to me. It makes it's silliness. It, it's it's idiocracy because I met the Lord. And I know the Lord and he's powerful and he's life changing. And the people that have known me in this area um, have seen what happens by God transforming my life. You know, I had a very bad reputation in this area uh, growing up. We had people, I remember one time my wife had daycare come over to our house and um, the wife goes home to talk to her husband about bringing kids to a daycare when we had it, lived at the old house. And, and the lady says, oh, you went to, to work with or to school with the, the lady's husband. His name was Frank and blah, 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 and everything. And they said, she's, he uh, looked at her and said, you're going to take our child to his house? Like he couldn't believe it because he knew who I used to be. He had no idea that I'd been supernaturally changed by the power of the living God. But he he only understood what he knew in the past. And so me coming to know the Lord a little bit later, you know, later in life, obviously, um, when I was 24 or 5, somewhere around there, yeah, uh, in 1999, I had been taught all these things. And I realized that when I came to know the truth in the Bible, that I better restudy the things that I had been taught because back then the way we listened to hardcore preaching, you know, stuff that was great. I, I listened to it on shortwave radio. That's how we actually listened to things. Shortwave radio. I mean, I, the internet was out, but you know, I, I didn't know where to, I didn't get on the internet. I worked on computer stuff here and there and I worked on telecom and things, but I, I didn't spend hardly any time on the internet uh, much at all. Uh, and, and so to hear powerful preaching, um, I went to shortwave radio and enjoyed it. And um, so that that's how we, we heard it. And so I can remember hearing things and reading things when I read, of course, Brother Benjamin's book, The Day of the Lord is at Hand, which somebody gave me out, you know, before I got saved. And that, that book, the Lord used to supernaturally save my life. It was powerful. And I remember reading things and hearing things on preaching. That I was like, well, that doesn't exactly sound like everything that I learned growing up. So I decided that I needed to re-look 
at the things that I was taught. And so I decided that I had to literally let go of certain practices and certain things until I could prove them in the very word of God. I needed to know if they were true. Well, today I was talking to my dad as I was coming down the road and we were rejoicing in this knowledge that we are talking about from learning um, through our studies and all this stuff of ancient beliefs and how it totally contradicts things that we were brought up and, and and it speaks exactly what the word of God says without any twist on it, without any turning on it. And here we are rejoicing in the truth, but we were discussing how we're looked at like heretics because we simply want to follow what the Bible actually says versus the twist that is put on it inside of modern day churches today. And it all goes into this deception that the Bible talked about in these last times uh, that would be so prevalent in every where we do. You remember now the Spirit speaks expressly, says that in the latter times, some will depart from the faith by devoting themselves to deceitful spirits and teaching of demons. Or it's King James when it says the doctrines of devils, you know, and, you know, these, all these deceptions and, and the whole reason that God sends this gigantic strong delusion because, folks, I, I say this over and over again. You better get ready for what's coming because this delusion is so incredibly intense. It's so beyond uh, what you can't imagine, okay? And I want to read this verse real quick here to you. And it's in Matthew 24, 24. Let's just look at it real fast as we're going through this because you've heard it before, but I, I just want to make sure that we're getting the actual, what what I believe the Lord is saying in this verse. Matthew 24 and verse 24. There, for there shall arise false Christs and false prophets and shall show great signs and wonders insomuch, if it were possible, they shall deceive the very elect. And I, I've heard this so often growing up. Well, if it was possible, you know, the deception, but don't worry. It's not the very elect. We're the elect of God. We're this, we're that, we're the remnant, we're whatever it is, you know, and uh, whatever the people say, different things. Every church has their belief that they're the top and above everybody else. But the truth is, I believe what the Lord is saying right here is you better understand this. I believe this is what he's saying. That you, if it were not for the very grace of the living God, the very elect themselves would be deceived. Because he said, if it were possible. See, I'll read it out of the ESV version. Uh, For false Christs and false prophets will arise and perform great signs and wonders. So these are false prophets and false Christs. These are people that are proclaiming that they are actually anointed. Because the word Christ also means anointed. They're not necessarily saying that they're Jesus, but just that they have this anointing. So as to lead astray, if possible, even the elect. And I believe God is trying to tell us from the very bottom of his heart that we better not take this for granted because this delusion, this illusion, this this deception is so strong that only by his grace will people not be deceived. And it all boils down to a very simple truth. Because they love not the truth. They love not the truth. That's what the Bible says. God will send them strong delusion that they may be damned. Yes, that's the Lord actually says that. 
because they love not the truth, meaning they don't want to accept truth. I have found that stub that Christians are the most stubborn people in this planet. Once you have your set of beliefs, your set of doctrines, Lord, help us that God could get anything through to us to help us to understand better that may even rock our foundation sometimes, which we need to be rocked a little bit to reveal a deeper truth that we may walk in holiness and righteousness before the Lord. I have found people are so hell bent on what they've been, what they've been taught that even if it's so clear in the Bible, they still won't believe it because it goes against their tradition. Folks, this is extremely dangerous. And so as I restudied all these things that I was brought up being taught to learn, and yet, I mean, just for example, when I talk about second temple studies, I was brought up with the very common sons of Seth doctrine. You know, the sons of Seth married the daughters of Cain and they had children together and those were called the giants. But, you know, they weren't quite as big as what everybody says. That's a lot of I had a pastor tell me that ah, some of that stuff's just hyperbole. Like, what? OK, hyperbole. Uh, this conversation's over because that's if you're just saying that, then then you don't really believe anything. But the truth was. That's not what happened. Genesis 6 is clear that angels came down. They had relationships with women, and then they had the giants. It's very clear. I don't need to get in and all this stuff like that. It, but I was taught the very common belief when I went into the research, the, the historical data, the second temple into the early church fathers, and then actually found where that belief came in in the third century, around the 200s. You find that beginning to creep into the church. And then all of a sudden, it's like, wow, isn't it great to actually know what the truth of God says versus what men say versus what women say? And right now, you and I and everybody else are being forced to believe this crazy narrative that if you don't get the jab and you don't take this new pill and you don't do all this stuff, that you're not you're a danger on the environment and there's no way that God could have a better way of healing. Or there's nothing else that could work because you must live by the system and you must believe that the men of Babylon, that they're not putting out a deception which the Bible says they clearly are. The Bible is very, very clear that it says that they will deceive the whole world through their sorceries, that they, for the merchants were the great men of the earth, for by the sorceries were all nations deceived. We know that word means pharmakia through their pharmacy, through their sorcery. And I can tell you right now as being one who has been, was a former drug addict for years, that drugs in the occult and the demonic all go together. Together, you will not find occults and people that are into the demonic that are not involved in drugs because it expands the mind. It opens up. It helps you to, to allow in those false spirits more and more. The same way as listening to these demonic teaching by these false pastors in this last hour, instead of protecting yourself against these strong delusions. The Bible is very clear. And I, I you know, I'm having to actually re- recall myself out on this and i'll tell you the danger the danger i don't have personal facebook okay 
I don't have uh, anything. My stuff, you you have very hard time tracking me down on the internet. I don't put my stuff out there. I like to stay very small on my digital footprint. I'm also an IT guy. I own an IT company. I understand the dangers of cybersecurity. And, you know, maybe one of these days I, sh I should just do a program on how to keep yourself hidden on the internet. Uh, there is uh, some great tips on how to do that and how to keep your profile as low as possible and how to keep yourself safe. But I have to relook at this. It's an interesting verse. Isaiah 33, 15. Listen to what the word of God says. He that walketh righteously and speaketh uprightly, he that despiseth the gain of oppression, that shaketh his hand from holding of bribes. Now listen to this closely. That stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. Now, why did I mention that Facebook stuff? Let me give you a quick story. When I first became a believer, I was so on fire for the Lord, so red hot for the Lord. I couldn't even bear to hear somebody say a curse word. I couldn't bear to dare hear somebody use the name of the Lord in vain. I couldn't dare hear the nasty, vulgar talk of Babylon so bad that I would literally plug my ears and begin to close my eyes and shake to keep from hearing this stuff because it was so foreign to my body because all I wanted was Jesus so bad. I didn't want anything to do with that. If I even walked by a television somewhere and I heard something while I was walking by, and I would just make me cringe, literally. And I would want to plug my ears and, and run out and sing a song in my mind to block this stuff from infiltrating my mind. And I was so on fire for the Lord. But over time, over time, you've been a believer for a while. What happens? Well, you sit down with your friend, watch a little show. Maybe, maybe it's not bad necessarily. It's not really evil. But maybe a few, you know, bad, little bad word here, a little bad word there. And, you know, next thing you know, these things, they don't bother you anymore. See, a little leaven leavens the whole lump. See, you let a little bit in and then a little more and a little more until your conscience begins to go down. And then you see these videos pop up here on on YouTube or on Facebook, which I don't have personal. I just, but I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I do like to check out with my radio shows, Facebook page. I, I do like the marketplace around here. I've sold a lot of stuff on it and, and bought a couple of things. Um, but you know, I, I do, you know, under, under my radio show, I do sometimes check videos come up. I like to watch cooking things and all that stuff. And sometimes people will drop a little bit of a bad word and, you know, and, and this stuff's, it's disgusting, but you know, you want to see the the show a little bit this cooking program so you let it go you know a little until all of a sudden you're like this is gross i have to turn it off and i shut it down i can't believe i let that many words pass by before i turn and i get disgusted in myself because i don't believe christians should cuss at all i don't believe swearing is is, is good and okay i don't do it myself have i ever gotten angry enough and, and over the years and i've ever slipped up out of a fit of anger yes i have but i try not to swear and say bad language um because i don't think it's good that we bless and curse out of the same mouth and so here we are uh, you know after a while we start to not bother you. And God is saying, listen, you know the term, hear no evil, see no evil? Well, this is the origins of where it comes from in the Bible. Stoppeth his ears from hearing of blood and shutteth his eyes from seeing evil. And I'm realizing 
in this moment in so much evil and so much wickedness folks listen we know what's going on there's so much you, you, you got to be careful that you don't oversaturate yourself with this stuff it would be good to just turn it off for a while turn off the news for a while. listen it's going to keep going bad getting bad it's not going to change protect yourself this is what second corinthians 10 is talking about verse 5 casting it down imaginations and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of god and bringing into captivity every thought to the obedience of christ to get our minds into obedience under the authority of jesus christ now you the bible says that we're to do that we don't have the strength in ourselves so that means we need god's help that means we must focus on the lord and cut out the things that distract like the shedding of the blood and the seeing of evil we need to turn those things down god is very very clear on what we're supposed to do ephesians 5 17 through 21 says this wherefore be ye not unwise but understanding that the will of the, what what the will of the lord is and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess but filled with the spirit speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs singing and making melody in your heart to the lord giving thanks always for all things unto god and for the father in the name of the lord jesus of our lord jesus christ submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of god and the, the, paul is very specific here in ephesians we're to go around in the day singing psalms and hymns spiritual music in our minds making melody and giving god thanks and praise and rejoicing i can't tell you the way god has rescued me through the years had i i can remember just god doing miracles i was having systems down through the night i was so bad i had to call microsoft they couldn't figure it out and then right before as the company's coming in i'm praying and begging god for a miracle boom everything comes up as they're coming in and there's no rational explanation i used to remember it's like how can you bill for supernatural intervention how am i supposed to bill when god intervened into the situation it was a real quandary because the Lord had bailed me out and I can remember praising and rejoicing and thanking the Lord and all the time. But I'll tell you what, folks, it's very easy to get caught up in these roles of, of the busyness and the roles of Babylon every day at work where you forget to praise and to sing those hymns spiritual songs that i'm telling you folks it's part of the process of bringing every thought to the obedience of christ so key getting delivered from those bad thoughts those problems you have here's a quick tip stop listening to the shedding of blood all the murder and the wickedness and evil that's going on and shut your eyes from seeing evil turn the tv off turn the bab the Blonian entertainment off turn the wickedness of the computer off whatever it takes to start beginning the healing process for second corinthians three eighteen says this but we all with open face behold as in a glass the glory of the lord are changed into the same image from glory to glory 
even as by the Spirit of the Lord. So by beholding the Lord, by reading his word, by praising him, by by you know singing songs, by worshiping him, we are beholding him in his glory. And that's why I love studying the word of God and getting excited about the word of God because there's so much amazing things in the Bible that you can find out and understand and folks I'm telling you here and now that God loves to reveal truths unto his people and if you will take that simple principle see fasting and praying fasting is such a powerful tool but fasting is no good if you fast and then return unto the same thing that you were in before you started fasting. See, if the devil gets delivered, God sets you free, but you leave that house empty, he's coming back and he'll bring friends. That's why you have to fill your house. See, quit trying to throw the devil out. Instead, fill your mind and your house with God and he will drive him out. It's a very simple process. It's time to let go of the bad. Quit trying to fight your sin. You're never going to win. You'll probably end up living in your sin and dying. Instead, behold your God. Stop watching this evil and wickedness and begin to praise and begin to sing those spiritual hymns and watch the thoughts come in to captivity under the obedience of Christ. Folks, this is so important in this hour. The things that we talk about, the things that Brother Benjamin shares and uh, Brother Jamie when he comes on here and some other people and Brother Zev and different things, they are important and, and there are so much stuff that is relevant to the end times and the, and the, and the news and, and what's happening. But if we don't get these simple truths right... We're fighting an endless battle, and God's saying, I left all the power that you need. So often people pray, Lord, please give me your peace, when God said, I've already given it to you. Why don't you start praying, Lord, help me to receive your peace? How about this next time you pray? Lord, what do you want me to do for you today? Lord, how can I serve you? Lord, what can I do to make you pleasured and happy with me? Lord, what can I do to bless you? Instead of, Lord, I need this. Lord, help me with this. Lord, this. And those are not, you know, we all need to pray for that. But actually try asking your heavenly father what he would desire from you. And watch him make changes. Folks, we are living in such dangerous times. The deception is beyond comprehension. And yet God is continuing to tell us that he is still on the throne and has all of this under control. But if you want to know where the Lord is going to send you in these last days, listen, folks, he may be calling you out of the United States he may be calling you to move somewhere else. He may be calling you later to move. He may have already been called and you haven't heard him. But the, tr the key is, if you want to hear the Lord's voice, you have to be patient. 
You need to be quiet and you need to listen. You can't trust that fleshly voice. Listen, there are people, especially in the charismatic movement, every single thing their flesh tells them has got to be a word from the Lord. I reject that wholeheartedly. They hear more words from the Lord than all the prophets in the Bible combined. They got a word for every single thing you've ever heard. And actually, none of the stuff they hardly ever say lines up with anything that the prophets of the Bible ever said. You know, but the truth is, if you want to hear the voice of the Lord, it takes patience. You need to wait upon it and it will come. You can't force God to speak. He will speak when he's ready. You have to be paid. Listen, Job desired to hear from the Lord for a while. He was going through a hard time. Job actually, you know, I won't go into it, but the book of Job, a lot of people have a misunderstanding of it. They don't understand everything about it. Job actually had some issues that God had to deal with in his life. Most people don't know that. Yes, God did. Job didn't sin between the first and second temptation, but later on, he made a real mistake. He tried to reprove God, and God called him out. Who's this to try to reprove the Lord? When it hit Job, what his problem, his sin was, he covered his mouth like a doll. He was just going to shut up because the Lord called him out on it. But he desired for a long time to hear from the Lord. And even though his friends came against him and spoke all kinds of terrible things, he had some terrible friends. Finally, a young man came through and the and, and I and he spoke some truth to Job because he's the only one that the Lord didn't rebuke at the end. And and but because Job still had faith and knew the Lord, he didn't follow his wife's, you know, desires to curse God and die. He stood on the faith of what he knew the truth was about the Lord, even when he wasn't feeling it. He kept on keeping on. And you know what? The Lord finally did speak again. Folks, God is desiring, I believe, to speak to his people. But you need to be patient. It tells us in Micah to wait upon the Lord. We must. He is the one who's going to lead us in these last days to the very end. There's not that you don't put your trust in a blind guide or anything like that, but trust upon the Lord. He will lead us. And when it's time for you to go, he'll lead you out. And if it's time for you to stay, maybe God has a call here. I don't know. You know, that's up to the Lord, but we have to listen. And then, you know, I pray sometimes, Lord, help me to have the grace and the mercy to not only when you call me to leave, but to actually do what you said. I always worry. I don't want to be so caught up in, in something in Babylon that I might not hear. No, I want to listen to the Lord because I'm too focused and I might block it out. No, Lord, please give me the grace to follow what you say. Because I don't even trust my own heart. Folks, God is in the business of saving this hour, and he wants to do something powerful and keep us from deception. But we need to re, rechange, recalibrate, and refocus ourselves upon the Lord and get our eyes off this entertainment of Babylon. Folks, keep looking up. It won't be much longer. Your God is coming for you. This is Brother Frank on the Remnant Call saying to everybody, good night and shalom. Thank you.
Trumpet in Zion, sounded on the mountains. The trumpet in Zion. 